This right here is all the right people. All the right people. All the right people is perfect title for this. Aaron Lip, Reed Grimm, Colin Hauser, y'all. Cassie, Mr. Tom Bridwell, Adam Pickerel, Rob Fraboni, Cass Haley, and you. This was not scripted. Love it. We're doing it. Hello, hello, everybody. This is Cass Haley. Thank you so much for listening to the Big Hope Podcast. This is a special series about all the right people. We are right in the middle of the process of making my new album, All the Right People. And uh, this whole this whole album, the concept of it is is about, you know, honoring your relationships and sort of keeping those relationships and just how big of a role those people play in your life and have played over the time, you know, since you began. And today, I'm honored to have one of my good friends and amazing musician, engineer, buddy, Mr. Tom Bridwell. Hello. Hello. <clears throat> how you doing, man? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm so, at Big Hope Farm, so... You know I'm good. Oh, yeah. So I want to give a little intro. So um, I met Tom. I've known Tom for about 20 years. We we met um, in Deep Ellum at Club Dada, mm -hmm. probably around the year 2001. And I was in a band called Woodbelly. And he was the sound man. And I heard, you know, what I heard, I remember the rumor that I heard at the time. I was like, dude, the sound guy's in this band. He's in this amazing band called Olospo. They're like really popular. <laughs> and, 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 and I, you know, Club Dada was one of those places where, the, granted, this was the open mic night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you, you had to sign a list. Tom Prejean's open mic. So you had to, it was like a pretty, it was a, it was a sort of a, a renowned open mic, you know? It and, was before I got there. I think they were, <laughs> they were circling the drain when I, when they signed me up to yeah. run sound. Yeah. I mean, I got the, I got the open mic shift, so <laughs> you know where I was in the pecking order. <laughs> Man, those days, yeah. Club Dada. You guys were, you blew my mind. Most of the bands that came through there in my tenure they were pretty lame but i remember y'all like it was yesterday uh, and now look at us what did you what did like what was your first <laughs> thought when you i mean because we were we my first thought was your bass player and drummer were like so proficient they played so many notes but very tight <laughs> and then your voice was very similar to the guy i don't know his name but the guy from sublime i sort of that band sort of was like an offshoot of sublime there was yeah. a lot of ska yeah for sure i'd yeah. Ska and reggae and but just like this but you were like a power trio like if rush smoked a joint kind of yeah a deal. yeah <laughs> <laughs> with way better vocals yeah i don't know man i love rush i love anyway his... but like yeah that's basically that's what i remember just tightness yeah just sheer tightness well so after after we met at club dada we probably that probably lasted for a few months before our relationship went to the next level, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And what was the next level? What do you? What, what do you? I'm you, pretty you, sure I brought you over to t uh, to that studio I was interning at. Um, last beat. Last beat. Yeah. Yeah. And then so we started like recording in the evenings and nights when I had when I had access when nobody else would be there, and of course we were having all kinds of good times and just. 
recording as long until we passed out. I think we might have recorded albums that never, never saw the light of day. Yeah, because most of it, I'm pretty sure, was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Not because of you, because we didn't know what we wanted. We did. I, we didn't know. I didn't know like what it. What what? I was still learning at that time. Me I mean, too, though, yeah. man. That's like I didn't know. I didn't know very much either. But y'all helped me cut our, my teeth. All right, my idea of recording was like the idea of what my talent level was wasn't actually in line with actually what it was. So then when you go and record, you're like, oh, that's that's. You know, you're always reaching for that take. It that, never sounds like. When you hear back what you do in the studio for the first time, it's a shock because all you've ever heard is yourself either in the band room or on stage. Or in your own mind. Or the in your idea. mind. And so like when you actually hear the tape don't lie, as they say. Right. And so it's kind of disheartening when you first hear yourself back in a studio because all of your all of your flaws are exposed and, and then it takes years of refining. Even when you can play great. You still have to I think know it how takes, to play right. I think it takes years of of actually realizing that, like you know, this is what it is. Yeah. And accept. It takes years to just accept where you're at. You know. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. Growing is what it takes. Yeah. It takes lots of growing. You can't just. I mean, there's a handful of people have ever gotten it right on the first try. Right. Maybe less than one hand. So, okay, on to you. So where where did your musical journey begin? Uh well, listening to my dad's records. And, and you're you uh, where where are you from? Where I grew you up in Abilene, Texas. <clears throat> my dad was a huge Who fan and liked classic rock, so I just listened to music from his collection growing up. And then went to college, got in a band. We were terrible for my first band, and then I moved to Dallas in '97 after college and was obsessed with jam bands. Uh-huh. So I got an Olospo, which we've. We're still kind of a band 20 years later. Yeah, I'm a fan. <laughs> but uh, but honestly, like I didn't really get into I didn't really understand music until I went until I recorded music because that's it's a whole different ball of wax. You learn how to I became a better drummer when I started recording music. Yep. Because I would just hear these drummers come in hundreds of drummers that just kind of are think that it's all about their awesome fill. It's the all about the them. It's not about the song. Like, it's and just, they're just about like, what oh, they can do. Oh, we got to punch that in because that fills around. I'm like, dude, just play the beat. And I'm like, wait, I hope I'm not like this guy right here. <laughs> I heard a rumor that you were into Dream Theater at a I certain was. point. I loved Dream Theater. But that's just because I <laughs> That's because I didn't know about Fish yet. Fish was basically Dream Theater just with different guitar With tones. songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with songs. Sorry for anybody that loves Dream Theater. Yeah. I'm sure they have songs, but. Yeah. I mean, I, it's funny. Dream Theater, their singing was better than Fish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But anyway, yeah. So that okay, was, that was so a short, that was a short year. I what are your like if if you? What are your top three albums of all time? Okay, number one is probably Robert Palmer sneaking Sally through the alley. Okay, that's a good one. You gave me that. You get you burned me a copy of that. <laughs> it's it's basically the meters with Robert Palmer on vocals. Yeah. Um, I think the live album by Little Feet. Uh, Waiting for Columbus. It's basically a double live greatest hits. Mm-hmm. There's not a bad song on it. And then the greatest record of all time, in my opinion, is Dark Side of the Moon. Okay. And it's because the music is amazing, but also it's like the best engineering yeah. ever. It's the best recording ever captured. Yeah. yeah. There's just, it's flawless. It's the pinnacle of recording 
engineering and music. I agree. I okay. love that. I love I that mean, album I, as well. Say what you will about Pink Floyd. They're not dude, everybody's cup well, of dude, tea. Well, dude, and it was way before its time. I mean, there yeah. was nothing that sounded that good. There's like nothing at that time, right? Yeah. They, they were doing amazing stuff that nobody else was doing. Mm-hmm. For sure. Pretty incredible. So I want to give people a little bit of history. Besides for you, you know, engineering, my very first band. Once I, and Woodbelly was my band when I first moved to Dallas. And it was like my first attempt to like go to the big city and, you know, make it big. You know, that was Woodbelly playing the open mic at Club Dada. That's where we first met. And then <clears throat> we went on to stay friends and stay involved with each other. And since then, we've you've pretty much been involved in almost every album that I've ever done. You you record parts of the very first solo album. Uh, you mm-hmm. recorded a lot of the Woodbelly stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you recorded uh, Connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and Ty. You you were a part of the pre-production of La Cida. You yes. Were, what what album did I play on? You played on um you played on Connection. Connection. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You, so you're a drummer engineer. Man, I really wish that I would have signed up for like. ASCAP BMI royalties. That would have, the mechanical royalties on one or two of those songs might have made me like twelve bucks. <laughs> twelve bucks, yeah, <laughs> not much. You know, n- now they that, have that'd now be twelve dollars more than any other. Now band they I've have ever been Sound in. Exchange, <laughs> and they have a certain percentage that actually goes to players on everything through Sound Exchange. That can be, I think, it's a little bit more lucrative than. The, you know what? I'm just gonna oh, let it ride. Yeah, I'll just donate it back to the kitty. So you've been involved in. Pretty much, yeah. All all of the records, and even these last few records that I made, where I made them um, since I got a studio myself and started recording here at home. You're we always rented out your studio space for rehearsals, uh-huh. and uh, I've really felt like you know, for I feel really feel like you've been involved since the beginning, man. And so like when I when I found out that we were gonna do this album, all the right people. And we were going to have another good friend and mentor of mine come produce it. The first person that I thought about was you. So we're we're at we're at the fifty yard line and making this album. We're about halfway through, a little bit over halfway through. So, what what has your experience been so far, um, making this album? Um, well, it started when you called and asked if I wanted to do it. And I, after I hung up the phone, I definitely wanted to. My first instinct was yes, but then I thought, am I making a mistake because? <laughs> I remembered. I remembered the last time we tried to do this. And for, yeah, you and, were kind of you were just completely mesmerized with Fraboni's techniques, uh, and you kind of came in, sort of like you came in, and it was obvious that I was basically going to be like a proxy for him. Uh huh. And I was going to follow these guidelines, and it just didn't sit well with me because you know we're both alpha males totally and this is your studio <clears throat> this is your thing yeah. yeah so like i just was like you know what you can go jump in a lake and yeah that's basically yeah. where that ended yeah uh but this time around this was like how many five years ago that was that was so that was 2000 yeah over five so that's 2013 well, i've grown a lot seven years then. and me too and i also have had a child about who's so about we got to tell five. the story so now that you've unleashed i wasn't going to yeah. talk about it okay yeah. so on the album lossy da that album started, um, it was inspired by uh, the technique that we recorded. It was inspired by Ferboni and his sort of, the way he does a lot of ambient miking and a lot, like he uses very few mics and he does more of an old school technique. Um, and so I was inspired by his recordings and I had been, I had met Ferboni and he had started sort of mentoring me and sort of 
you know, teaching me different things. And so I went to go record the album and I was renting Tom's studio and I told Tom about it. And um, so I rented studio for two weeks. The first week was going to be just setting up the second week we were going to record. And <clears throat> when I get there, Tom uh, informs me that he's not compromising on mic techniques. Well, I didn't know I was going to have to do that. I didn't. <laughs> that was one of those things I found out when you got there. That's I really true. did think yeah. that I was going to be in charge of like my own techniques but yeah 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 then you're like literally on the phone with this dude and he's telling you where he wants me to put the mic and i'm kind of like well first of all look you're not even here i'm i'm down with the techniques i mean i i've seen the light but and i even knew back then that you can do thing. that but in my small world 19 yeah. by 21 foot drum room and you're trying to do live recordings like yeah you can't put the guitar mic five feet away from the guitar cabinet and not if you don't. Not, not if you don't. In it. Not if you don't know how to deal with it. Okay, and, we, but, and that's probably what it was too. But with this room, it's like a barn down there. <clears throat> yeah, and you have way more space, and that kind of shit will work. I mean, yeah. it works. And then, dude, I think it works in the when, other environment too. When you hear too. this record, you're gonna be like, so okay. So I regardless, this. regardless of who, who or what was right in that moment, what do you think? Like, okay, so we, what I ended up doing, he told me he's not compromised on mic techniques, and. I, I was like completely personally offended at in the moment. And I was like I was oh. too. I was like, oh this, was this this dude is messing with my baby. I mean, I felt like you just grabbed my baby and walked out the door. So I you were, you I were said pissed. I I packed my shit up. We had everything set up. I packed my gear up and I called another studio and I told the guy, I said, Look, look here. I wanna come in your studio and I want you to do exactly what I say, if you can't do that, and this is Ty Robeson at at uh, January. I would love to hear what his and, opinion of this. Like, I'd love to uh, hear his version of uh, this story. So too. I I call him and Ty's like, I, I told him too. I told him what you did. I said Tom just basically said he's not compromising, and it's like, and he's like, well, you know, you know, Ty. He's like, well, uh, yes. I will. That's exactly what he did. Yeah, yeah, yes. I will. I will take the session and do exactly what this guy wants to do. (laughs) That's outside talks. Dude, that's hilarious. And so we we go to January and we do the same thing. And uh, and La Sida, that's the album that you came came up with. So. Now, fa- let's fast forward to right now. Yeah. So w- me and Tom made up. It took maybe three or four months. And right. It was like it was like it was it was easy to, in my opinion, I was like you know it was what it was, and and then we made up. But see well, that I, th- I, but they, I was in the middle of ex- so I was explaining. I hung up the phone, kind of second guessed myself, saying yes, but then I and I thought about our that story that we just told, and then I realized that what I needed in my life right now is something that would get me kind of reinvigorated because I had my child five years ago. I haven't really been able to do a lot of recording and I've just, and now kind of you're been, talking about being, being involved in this session now. That's right. What you're talking, I, yeah. I definitely needed, I kind of have been not burned out cause I haven't been working that much, but I, I've been needing some, like a fresh set of, a fresh set of like techniques, I guess. Experience, I just yeah. wanted, I first, and I'd also never, I've never engineered outside of my own studio since I started my studio 14 yeah. years ago. Have you so ever engineered I've stuff? Never done where, one session. Have you have you have you engineered stuff in your studio where a producer came in that you didn't know? Yes, and that's no big deal. Uh, I I actually like that because the producer can listen to takes 
is a second, you know, has more of a musical. I'm just a drummer, so I, I'm not really that good at helping with the songs. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, I'm glad that I got this new, like, this has been an, a, a learning experience that I didn't think I would get. I had a feeling I would get it, so, so but I came, you, you I were still a little sc- skeptic. I bet you were I a little skeptic it. of like. I wasn't skeptical. I was just nervous that I would. I was nervous that I maybe was making a mistake and I was going to be trapped out here for five <laughs> five days. <laughs> but I dude, I knew that it was probably going to be fucking great because honestly, like the plan of all the right people and all these people. I mean, I knew that you and me were going to be fine. There's yeah, no way yeah. I was going to screw up again with you. There's yeah. no way. And I just was Well, I think we I think that that that's something about this is like, you know, dude, we've we've been friends for 20 years and been working together and it's one of those things. You know what? You know what has kept us working together <clears throat> is the, is our ability to talk about things yeah. and to work I through them. I wish I could we've... do that better with my wife like <laughs> Honestly, like it, the way that I argue with him, if I could only argue with my wife this way, it'd be so much better. I'm an over communicator too, though. So I'm like, talk, we're talking through things, you know. Yeah. I remember, uh, anyways, I'm not going to go back to that memory. Well, um, it, it's been great to answer your, in short, like, honestly, I, I'm, I'm. What do you I'm think totally, this album's going to sound like? Well, it's the, the one major thing about this record compared to any of your other ones is the dynamics. Like, there are some seriously, like, delicate, feathery just like you're just passing a, a sheet of like uh cellophane across to somebody else like the, musically if that yeah. makes sense like yeah it's just such low dynamics and then there's also really nice loud big boisterous parts but truly like you're really capturing some delicate dynamics some gentle vibes yes which i love right on well man tom I am truly honored that you're a part of this and you bring strength to this whole situation, really. Thank you. And I'm so glad that you've been able to be a part of it. And I know it took a lot for you to take the time away from your daughter and your wife. And I really, 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 really appreciate you being here. And I just want to say I love you. And everybody out there listening, go check out TomCast.com. Dot com and you can check out Tom's studio. It's tomcastsound.com. Oh, okay. Tomcastsound.com. If you Google Tomcast Sound, I'm the only guy in there. And, <laughs> you know, he's got an amazing studio in Dallas um, that is, you know, if you would like to record your band, you can submit and he could, would consider um, possibly produce, produce, <laughs> producing a track or two. Hey, you could even get both of us to work on it for the right yeah, coin. I, I love producing. You bring enough clams to the situation and we'll work for it. Anyways, thank you so much. You guys, thanks for listening today, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Was he giving us the wrap it up? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, wrap it up.